Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirstie Call. Together we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Feeling stuck in your creative journey? Needing to change your narrative? Everything you want is possible. As a therapist-trained life coach for creatives, I'm excited to help authors like you create clarity and build self-confidence so you can achieve your dreams. Kirstie can help you get the drama out of your life and into your art. Visit kirstiencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com and register for a free consultation today. Hooray! I can't wait for us to work together to get you where you want to be. Hey, Kirsty. Hey, Kim. This week's book reminds me of my mom, who is now retired, but was a hairdresser all her life. That totally makes sense, since we're talking about Hair Story, written by Nonika Ramos and illustrated by Keisha Morris. I love this history of hair, or should I say hair story of hair? (laughs) I can't resist. So my hair has always been a huge part of my identity. I've got these wild bird's nest curls that express my moods, if that makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Hair is such an extension of who we are. We're excited to talk with Nonika, Keisha, and their editor, Carol Hens, about their amazing story, Hair Story. Let's talk. Nonika, we'll actually start with you. Can you tell us where you got the inspiration for this story? I'll start with the background of my own hair and my own hair story. So my hair was distinctly bushy and thick and coarse like my father's. I was raised by my father, but distinctly different from my sister's or even my cousin's. I had the blessing of having Diaz who would always tell me, even though my hair was different, that it was beautiful hair. I had that sort of as a little bit of armor in going into the world. And this is pre-using 80s Dep gel and pre-putting product in it. You know, and my hair was typical uh, Latinx waist length, encouraged never to cut it type. Even with all of that positive reinforcement, which a lot of kids don't, necessarily get evenly. You know, a lot of kids will, even within their families, will get encouraged to straighten 
or to, you know, make their hair conform to your hair standards. Even with the positive reinforcement that I had, society still seeped in because, you know, everything, every magazine, every billboard, every commercial, every movie was all directed at having people conform you know, to different body standards that I could, I could, I'm naturally who I was, you know? So even then, yes, I started gelling my hair and, you know, doing all sorts of things um, that I didn't quite understand were part of that, con- you know, that conformity. And so instead of celebrating, you know, um, there was this sort of dichotomy of, oh, you know, who am I and what, what is it about myself that I love that, you know, even self-love was not even a concept, you know, really, it was just about a, a struggle. And so the, the idea came up for the book Hair Story came from sort of this clapback against the idea of pelo malo, which means if your hair is, you know, not conforming to these beauty standards, if your hair amplifies the blackness in your roots, if the hair is brown and black, it's not beautiful. But it came to me in joy. So I had these images of words like, you know, pelo flow and pelocity, things that uh, Keisha beautifully brought to life and pelo grow. And and those words were the words I pitched to Carol. And I said, Carol, this concept for a book, and I envisioned it very heavy on illustration and very light on words. And just having those kind of clapback words that are just bursts of joy on the page. Carol basically, you know, said, let's consider developing this. Let's dig a little deeper into this. And so that's where we together worked towards bringing forth a narrative art. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah, it's a I celebration. I love that so much, Nika, because I, you know... I had similar issues. My hair was like, <laughs> like no gel. And, it, and people used to call me bird's nest and <laughs> it was hard. And I remember trying to iron my hair with a, with an iron to try to get it to look like other people's hair. So I just love this book and how you celebrate because now I love my curly hair. I just have a lot of fun with it, but it was hard as a queen and a teenager to celebrate it and decide that it was beautiful. So Carol, what was it about this book that made you want to acquire it? Part of it was just already knowing Nonika. We had published her debut novel, The Disturbed Girls Dictionary. And so she and I had the opportunity to meet at NCTE sort of a number of years before we started working together. And, and we had lunch together. And I think we just connected. And at that point, you know, she wasn't even talking about writing picture books, but, you know, as things evolved and that became an area that she was writing in along with the YA novels, it seemed like such a great opportunity to work together. And she had this concept that I thought was exciting. Even though this can be a painful topic, there is some trauma attached to it. You don't have to only approach it from that way. There's also the, the flip side of it, which is the joy of embracing the hair you have, the your history, your ancestry, and your future. And so I just thought it was a really dynamic and interesting way to look at hair. And I love the way it was intersectional. We've seen a number of wonderful picture books about black hair, but I had not seen something about Latinx hair and both black and non-black Latinx. And I thought, this is exciting. This is something that's not already out there and that, you know, kids of all backgrounds could really enjoy and appreciate. So knowing that we already had a rapport when I got this manuscript that was very, very spare. I thought, oh, we can work together on this, you know, and it was <laughs> yes. so much fun to see it develop and blossom. That's wonderful. That. What was the illustrator selection process like? 
Well, we always start with our sort of art and design team. So our art director, who was Danielle Carnito on this book, and our designer, Kimberly Morales, worked together to just come up with a list of who are possible illustrators who would fit the mood, the look, everything we're going for. And um, then we put together kind of a short list that we shared with Nonika. Um, and I don't even remember all the details, but I think we all just kind of fell in love with Keisha's art and we're so excited we said, when she said, yes, I could illustrate this book. Yay. So beautiful. It is so beautiful. <laughs> Keisha, can you share with us what it was about this project that made you want to say yes to working on it? I would say like, I read the manuscript and I just really loved the text. I loved how beautiful it was. I loved how spirit was here and there. And it just really brought me in. And like Carol said, I like the fact that you had two characters of different backgrounds who had kind of the same struggle with their hair, just the hair acceptance and just kind of, you know, living with it and then embracing it. I, I totally, you know, felt that way as a kid. So that alone was just like, oh, I totally get it. I get it. I understand. Um, and that's really what made me just like want to do the book and illustrate it, read it and just see what it's like when it comes out into the world, because I know so many people who feel the same way. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's beautiful. You did an amazing job. So Nonika, what was your writing process like for this story? The beginning is joy. And so I think we wanted to establish that foundation because I knew that I was going to confront issues of pain. And I was very cognizant that I had to be validating kids and validating adults. You know, the adults, the moms, the parents who are reading this, the aunts, they're also experiencing the book when they have the child in their lap. Mm -hmm. The people I envision, the beautiful black and brown teachers in the classroom, you know, who have spoken to me about this book are experiencing because they didn't have these kinds of books, any of this new genre of body acceptance books when they were younger. So we always have this sense of, I do, of writing for the child first and also writing for the adult holding them in their lap. So I wanted the beginning to be centered in joy so that when I moved to the pain, to the comments of Belo Malo, or just to the, the, the difficulty of being a child and sitting through so much hair processing, you know, <laughs> I mean, even if you're a, a, a white child and you've got long hair, you're going to be sitting through a lot of hair processing. And I loved, you know, the idea that, yes, it's for any kid who can identify with, that's difficult to, you know, stay still, but especially so for the processing that's a little bit different for people who are going to have hair like mine. And even now, as I sit here, um, I still go through these kinds of things because right now my hair has gel in it. It's processed. You know, it's hard for me sometimes to choose days or don't put anything in my hair and I let it look like what it really looks like. So that struggle is actually still ongoing. There's not very many people who know. My spouse calls it a lion's mane. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the natural hair that I was born with. So anyway, to move on, like it goes through the struggle, but then it goes through the liberation. And the liberation I was also gentle with because I respect that people still may want to do things to their hair that involves some processing. I just told you there's gel in my hair right now. This is not completely my natural hair. And so I didn't want to in any way tell people that they didn't have the right to do whatever it is that they felt that made them feel when they walked out the door in the morning that they felt confident about themselves. But I still wanted to acknowledge the gorgeousness of the hair you're born with. So we move in the story towards the hair blooming 
you know, and Keisha's illustrations. And then I wanted to move towards the idea of self-care. So the girls play hair salon and they witness, first of all, they witness the beauty of their ancestry coming through in these mirrors that Keisha created. They're modern kids, but they see in the mirrors how, you know, that there's this connection. The present is connected to the past and connected to the future because you're connecting kids now to their ancestors and the icons all together. There's this intertwining and it comes through first when the moms play hair salon because the kids get to see self-care. You know, there is that struggle, but there's also the ritual of taking care of each other, doing each other's hair, doing your hair, getting ready for your day. And so there's that part of joy. And then there's the joy of going into the neighborhood, looking beautiful. You know, I imagine them taking selfies. Keisha's got this gorgeous picture of buildings where you can see the silhouettes of the neighbors and the girls and the moms are looking through the windows and seeing beautiful hair, you know, just beautiful brown and black beauty. And so the journey of the narrative arc that Carol was with me in writing from the beginning is all about that journey that everybody goes through that I hope every kid goes through because they're not going to go through this journey without experiencing some of that societal stuff, but we're going to validate it. So yes, that's real. That's true. And we feel you. And I'm going to graduate in each picture, you to understanding the magnificence, like the huge magnificence that we're all connected to. And that's why it leads to the mural of icons you know, current icons that these kids are seeing right now. And then, you know, icons from the past that haven't been recognized. So, you know, for example, Elizabeth Acevedo's in there. You know, this is a current National Book Award icon. Iris Chacon is in there. And Iris Chacon is somebody that a lot of Puerto Ricans have told me, wow, I've never seen her given her justice and her due in any book, you know, and so forth. So, couldn't have done this without Keisha's illustrations and Carol's guidance, but all of us are working together to make it so that when the kids landed at the end, they were even researching more into who they are, you know, and really being super proud to have all of this wealth of the people that they come from. Wow. It's so I powerful. I love that. Carol, what was the editing process like for this story? Oh, it was lots of fun. I think Nonika has already kind of giving us a taste of that. There was a lot of back and forth, a lot of talking, a lot of figuring out together. And I think at one point, this is pre-pandemic, we set up a call so that she could just read the whole text to me because it's so rhythmic and so dynamic. And I really wanted to hear it the way she heard it in her head, because I think picture books are made to be read aloud. You know, like that's where they really come to life. It was just lots of little tweaking. I think once we had our narrative arc and the pieces in place, then we just kept finessing. And I feel like that happens fairly often with poetry. You get it as good as you can make it at that moment, you hand it off to the illustrator and then sometimes new ideas are sparked when you see the art or just when you've been away from the text for a while and you think, oh, well, well what if this and what if that? Wonderful. Well, Keisha, we get to gush now about your art. Not that we haven't really been gushing already, but it is so beautiful. There's so much texture and energy and emotion, so much to look at on each page. It's amazing. Can you share with us what your illustration process was like for the story? I usually start out with like thumbnails and do a lot of like 
really quick, really loose mm -hmm. sketching. And then from there, I'll do more detailed sketches, get more of an idea of what the characters look like, building their world, you know, adding little details in there that I think might be like a cute little Easter egg or something. And then I'll send it off to the editor and the art director, get their feedback, see what they think, tweak some things, do some more detailed sketches, more brainstorming, maybe a little research, and then start trying to add in a little bit of, I guess, my whimsy feel just to kind of get it to be a little bit more fun and engaging for me to illustrate, but then also thinking about, well, is a kid going to find this page interesting to look at? Are they going to want to like just gush over every part of the page? And then from there, I'll send it off again to the editor, art director, see what they say. And then hopefully at that point we go to finish illustrations and then I send it off again and get some more notes, see what they think, if I'm headed in the right direction, if everything looks good. And then, you know, hopefully we go to print from there. You did such a good job. And I love the texture and how there is so much joy in the pages. I just there love really that. Is. So we have one last question for each of you. And we're going to start with you, Carol. When someone reads this book, what do you hope they feel or learn? I hope they really feel that the way they look, the way they are in the world is beautiful just as it is. I love that. That's so, so powerful. Keisha, how about you? I hope they feel represented. I hope they feel that they can see themselves in the book and feel the journey of the characters and say, yeah, I get that. That's me. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they will. What about you, Nonika? I was at a school visit and I asked them to talk about something they loved about themselves. And they said, I love my hair exactly as it was and has always been since I've been born. This young boy had been growing his hair waist length. And the fact that he wow. was you know, saying, I, I love my hair exactly as it is. I hope that when kids read it, they feel validated. I want them to feel celebrated. I hope that they have an anthem to remind them anytime that they need it of how amazing they are head to toe. A big thank you to Nonika, Keisha, and Carol for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for Hair Story. Check out the show notes to learn more about Nonika and Keisha and their other fabulous books. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you won't miss an episode, and we would love it if you would leave a review. Thanks for listening, and happy looking! Picture Book Look is produced by Kirsty Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.